Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Get out of the big city and experience a construction zone free test drive. There is such a thing. Hello, Ted. How do you do? I do fine. Thank you very much. I was just showing you my martini uh, shaker skills. That's pretty good, eh? I'm much. not, uh, as, as you well know, yes. I'm, not, I'm not much of a drinker anymore. No, and I never was a martini guy. No, and I never was either. It's an acquired taste, and I think it comes a little, down, a little later on in life. Is that right, yes. eh? They say the same yeah. about scotch. Scotch yeah. is also an acquired taste. Sipping whiskey, eh? Yeah, is that what they call it? Well, no. In, in, in cowboy movies, they call oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. good scotch yeah. is a real elegant, quite an affair. Yeah. In cowboy movies, I don't think it was the highest quality of whiskey that no, they use. No, I don't think so. I always liked how a dentist in, or a doctor in a cowboy movie he always had a bottle of whiskey, yeah. a, a knife or a saw, yeah. and a stick for you to yeah. bite down on. Yeah. Take a drink of this, bite down on that stick, and I'm going to cut off the bottom yeah. half of your leg. Yeah. Good luck to you. <laughs> it's uh, episode five of uh, Standing By, the Terry and Ted uh, podcast, uh, season two. And um, we're just, uh, we're just the, the room is recovering from... Uh, episode four. If you haven't seen it with our guest Tommy Schnurmacher, uh, everything from and I, I know this is going to sound crazy, uh, but fascinating and funny stories from both communist Hungary, Hungary. and the Holocaust. Yep. And I, I know that sounds absolutely moronic, but check out episode yeah. four. You have to hear Tommy tell the oh stories about and, his his parents and in particular his yeah. mother who survived Auschwitz, and Tommy wrote a book about it. Yeah, longtime friend of mine whom I worked with over the years and also uh, is an author, speaker, as Ted has said, a, a raconteur, and a very, very dear friend who I'm, uh, I love very much and hadn't seen in a while. So um, the air has the air in the room, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, we, were, we were in the presence of uh, a hell of a... Hell of a raconteur, so we got to up our game, Ted. Well, listen, Tommy's too tough an act to follow, so yeah. we're not having a guest in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you right. and me and our producer, Poseidon. How are yeah. you doing over there, Poseidon? Yo, yo, yo. How did you like Tommy's stories? Uh, very fascinating. It yeah. was, yeah, wasn't it? I love I love World War II stories. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it was a blast uh, listening on that. We've uh, we've had an interesting day today, and, and we should um, um, I, I preface this by saying um, I'm now a resident of British Columbia, and I fly into Montreal uh, to do these podcasts at this amazing facility that Pantelis and Mike Ward and uh, Phil and Poseidon all uh, are the overlords of and uh, uh, have uh, given us this uh, opportunity to come into the studio. Um, and uh, this morning we were at our... Uh, what we call our title sponsors have returned for season two. Uh, we were uh, out in Laval, Ted. Jaguar Land Rover Laval are back as our title sponsors. Uh, they are longtime friends of not just this podcast, but of the uh, Terry and Ted radio program from back in the day. Nino and Renato Cubelis, D. Cubelis, sorry, Re Nino and Renato D. Cubelis, uh, two brothers, uh, own that dealership. And uh, the next generation is coming along. Yeah. And we spoke this morning with uh, Vilio. We saw Vilio Di Cabellis, Nino's son, when we were up there. And uh, he was telling us, uh, along with Adrian McGrath, who's their marketing director, uh, Vilio is a graduate of the John Molson School of Business. I didn't, yeah. And his brother, Sergio, is a graduate of the Automotive Business School of Canada, located in... 
Barry Ontario. I didn't at, even know at it Georgian existed. College. Yeah. Nor did I. Yeah. Uh, but that just goes to show you that when Nino and Renato decide it's time to put their feet up and uh, light a big fat cigar, the business is going to be in good hands because it's being passed along to. It's not just being handed over. They're not just giving the kids the keys and saying, away you go, kids, yep. enjoy. It's being passed along to uh, two young men uh, who have paid their dues and have uh, learned the business, uh, both at the educational level, at the, the formal educational level, the academic level, uh, and at the practical level. So that's, uh, that's a dealership that's going to be in good hands for a long, long time. Like we say, we love family-run businesses, and this is one. How did you like their car collection? Uh, their personal car collection. Pretty special, let me tell you. Yeah, down in the basement at Jaguar Land Rover Laval on Chamity Boulevard uh, is Nino and Renato's personal car collection. And it's, I don't even know how to describe it. So let's show a few pictures. Okay. And, f- and for those of you who aren't watching the video of the podcast and are just listening, uh, we won't go on at length and we will describe what we're looking at here. Uh, Poseidon, I, I emailed Poseidon a few pictures, uh, pictures of just a few of the cars in the collection. And as you can uh, well imagine, at a Jaguar Land Rover dealership that also is uh, Eastern Canada's only McLaren dealership, uh, the only McLaren dealership east of of uh, Toronto, you'll see some McLarens. There's one right there. That's not a bad looking vehicle, eh? Yep. I don't know. I don't know how you'd handle Montreal roads in that thing, though. Uh, I, I I just don't know. I don't know. I I don't know how we get in it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think I could get in it. It's getting out getting that out might be the challenge. I think it's drop and roll. Together. Hoisting it, yourself it, out. Yeah, it is getting yeah. out. That's the big issue. Because yeah. I'll just like I got into an I eight once and I just plopped into it. But then getting out was very yeah, yeah. complicated. Yeah. Not an easy thing to do. So that's uh, that's a dandy right there. What do we? What else have we got, uh, Poseidon? Just a second. Kind of like uh, getting invited to somebody's house to look at slides. Yeah, but they're pretty nice slides. <laughs> they're nice cars. There's another. Did you figure out what model that is? I can't. F- I think it's a Senna. I'm not 100% okay. sure. Okay. Because uh, what's particular of it is over here, uh, people can see right now where I have my uh, mouse over. Yeah. Is these vents are a little bit, are much more different from the other. The other one, I think it was a 570 or a 720. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right. Keep her moving. Hold on. And this is us on the beach. <laughs> after Do you want to bail? No, no. We'll show one more. Yeah, okay. We'll show. All right, yeah. Let's make this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're listening, it's yeah, not as good. We'll make this the last one. Yeah, okay. This is the uh, F-type. F-type, but the, it's uh, it's modified to be a race car. There's a, a number seven on it and wow. the racing car stripes and the whole nine yards. I'll bet you that thing honks pretty good, yeah. Terry. Now these this is a personal collection. This these are not up for sale. Some of them are for sale. Okay. Yeah. Some All of right. the cars we saw in the basement there today are for sale, including a beautiful cherry red Cadillac CTSV. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that CTSV. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a CTSV. That thing sure. run. That thing goes. Yeah, that that's about yeah. five hundred horsepower yeah. in, a, in a Cadillac. Yeah. And I didn't look inside, but some of those I remember going with you and test driving on one time. Yeah, six. There it is. It's basically six a, speed manual. Yeah. yeah, it's basically a, a, a sedan on crack and steroids. There you I go. I think they put a Corvette engine in it, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a dandy. And when we left, they gave us uh, Discovery Sport Yes, to uh, drive around uh, for the week. I'll be uh, taking Terry hither and yon in the Discovery Sport. Uh, last time around, they gave us uh, the Jaguar F-Type Coupe. And the day that I was supposed to take it back, I was going to work, and I was going across the Illatort Bridge, 
mm-hmm. and there was a big flash of light. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah uh, photo radar. And at the time, the Illiterat Bridge was um, a construction zone. Wow. So I told them, I told them, if you get a ticket for a photo radar, that's me. Make sure I get it. I haven't heard from them yet. Visit them online, jaguarlaval.ca or landroverlaval.ca. Did I say it right, by the way? No. Yeah, yeah. Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting much better. Good practice. Much better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, you know, were thrilled uh, with uh, them and having them back. It was uh, really great for them to support uh, Season 2. And uh, as I was saying, um, it's uh, fun to come back and uh, visit. We had a uh, visit with them this morning, and uh, we're going to have a few more visits, I think, uh, before the week is done. When I spoke to Terry just before we uh, got to the studio to uh, record Season 2, he said, remind me to tell you the story about losing my wedding ring. This might be a good time. All righty. Um, this is a story that causes me some uh, terrible trauma. Um, I, um, uh, I got married on COVID Eve, as I like to say. We, uh, Jess and I were married in a very small ceremony uh, with just family, uh, January, uh, excuse me, March 12th, 2020. Um, and we were the last uh, wedding uh, at the place we got married. And we were the last dinner party at the place. My favorite steakhouse in the country is called High Steakhouse. Uh, we were the last party they had before they closed. Pre-COVID. For, yeah, yeah, before COVID. It was, it was, it was a, a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. We consider ourselves very lucky. We know we have a lot of friends, or at least my wife has a lot of friends. She's much younger than I am, and she's got a lot of friends who've been trying to get married, who have scheduled weddings, and had to cancel them repeatedly. And on the one hand, we didn't get to have our honeymoon, and we had to cancel a lot of things after the wedding itself, but we actually got to tie the knot literally at the last second. March March 13th and March 14th was when everything was ordered to shut down. So um, we consider ourselves lucky for that. Um, and, uh, I, I'd never been married before. I got married at the age of 61 and, um, uh, or 62, I forget, uh, 2020, do the math anyway. Yeah. Um, later on in life and, um, we had rings done here in Montreal and they were very, you know, they were special. They, there was an inscription inside it and it, it meant a lot to me. And when I, um, uh, months before, um, I was retired um, I was going to the gym with my old friend, David Snively. And one day I was doing an exercise that required my hands to go up and down over my shoulders. And my ring flew off to the other side of the gym and we found it. But David said to me, you need to get that resized. And it's, I said to him, it's not like I'm dropping weight. I don't know what the deal is. And it just, for whatever reason, it came flying off. And I, like all guys, you know, I procrastinated and I didn't do it. And in April of uh, last year, when we were getting ready to leave a rented house in Point Claire and get to British Columbia, I was doing some work around the house and putting some things in boxes. And at one point I went, oh my God, my ring, my ring. And we began this fight you know, through these boxes and where did you, did you put it and did you work on that? Anyway, it took us an hour and a half. We found it in the bottom of a box. 
And I was beside myself, and I said to my wife, that's it. We've got to get it fixed. And we didn't. And uh, last week, I was uh, doing errands. Uh, uh, retired people will understand this. <laughs> you a lot of time to do errands. And uh, I got a list from my wife who's working from home. We need this, that, and the other thing. And off I went. And sometime during the course of three stops, I went to scratch my left hand. And I realized my ring was gone. And I nearly threw up because I had been to three different places uh, being in British Columbia, driving with the window open in January is not uncommon, and I was. My hand had been out the window, and I thought to myself, and I, 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 honest to God, I got a giant lump in my throat, and I began to tear up because I thought, you idiot, you asshole. You had two chances to fix this, and you didn't, and now you're going to pay for it. So I went back to a couple of the places I stopped at and I began to come apart at the seams and I thought the best thing to do is go home and tell my wife what's happened. So I drive home and I get home and I said to her, she came to see me at the door and she, she knew right away, she said, what's wrong? And I could barely get it out. I said, I've lost my wedding ring and I was choked up. Yeah. And she Calm me down, and long story shorter, or long story longer, we went back to one place, and then we went back to a Walmart that I had been at, and she said, do park exactly where you parked, and do exactly what you did two hours ago. She'd be a great mom. Retrace your, your steps. steps. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I grabbed a park in the same spot I'd parked in, and I... I I get the basket and I push it towards the fruit and veg section where I picked up bananas. Da, da, da. Anyway, um, I'm digging in the milk fridge because I had bought milk. And she said, where did you go next? And I said, then I got the eggs. And I my nose was still in the eggs when I heard, sweetheart. And I turned around and there was my beautiful wife, Jessica, standing in the middle of an aisle in Walmart and she had picked my ring up off the floor oh my that God. had been lying there in the middle of a Walmart floor for two and a half hours. No one kicked it. No one picked it up. You know, someone could have kicked it under the fridge. Like so many things could have happened. And I confess, I burst into tears. I, I wasn't sobbing in the Walmart, but... I was so relieved and so happy for the third time lucky that I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe our good fortune and I couldn't believe that retrace your steps yeah. actually worked. And I think it was because of, you know, Jess's tenacity and her, she said, we're, we're going to go and we're going to retrace all your steps and we're going to leave notes at the counter and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I got it back. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I've got a, a thing on my finger, but it's just a silicon uh, reminder. Um, oh, so that's not your actual ring? The ring my, is getting resized yes, now? Okay. Yes. Yeah. We, we've, you know, I've decided that's enough. We're not, we're not tempting fate anymore. And the ring is at home and being resized. But how's that for, uh, I think I'm going to shit my pants yeah. story. And I was convinced. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really a believer. Are you a believer in, you know, 
Oogaboogoo, that you know the fates and all of that. Stuff. I think I, I heard a great expression one time, and uh, I and I believe in this. Coincidence is God's way of maintaining His anonymity. Ah, okay, all right, yeah, okay. Poseidon, do you believe in in uh, you know the the fairy dust of of good fortune? I believe in kind of like karma. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I had good so, karma. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. So actually, yeah. My, maybe my wife had good karma, or your wife. Yeah. Because she f- just found it. Yeah. Well, you. I well, maybe it goes both ways. Maybe you both had good yeah, karma maybe. and it paid off finally. You know? Yeah. But I, I, I thought I tempted the fates too much because that's for, for sure. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Twice yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I promised myself, and twice I I yeah. ignored it. Yeah, but you weren't malicious or anything like that. No. And to me, when no. I think of karma, I think you get back. Whatever you put out into the universe, yes. that's what you're going to get back. I right. do believe in that for sure. Right. But when it comes to coincidence, I like that. Coincidence is God's way of maintaining yeah, his anonymity. Yeah, that's, that's a really, that's you know? a great Maybe saying. the big guy was up there going, oh, cut him some slack. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, I won't let anyone kick it under the fridge. And your wedding rings, Ted? I don't even know. Really, eh? Yeah. I've had two. Had a couple. Yeah, I've had two and uh, I, I couldn't even tell you where they are, to be honest with you. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that terrible? Yeah, and the other thing that, that struck me about this is I, I don't know the the good nature of people. Maybe nobody saw it. You know, I think if somebody's maybe it just didn't look like anything. You know, it was a it's it's it was this kind of color. It sort of blended in with the floor. Maybe. So sort of I, a pewter sort of a well, color. It's white gold, which yeah. looks platinum, looks sort of silverish, and and I thought, well, you know, maybe yeah, I think I, there are plenty of people who would have recognized that as yeah. a, as a valuable ring. And I would like to in. think, yeah. yeah, or pocketed it. Yeah. Have you ever lost something where you you wanted to? What what section of Walmart did you lose it in? By the way. The dairy section, mm. and I don't even know how. Like it was in front of where the where I, I pulled eggs out. I I have no idea how it fell off, and I don't know why I didn't feel it fall off. You know, I'm one of those eh, distracted yeah, guys. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anything that I've ever lost where I was where I would have been in the kind of state that I that was you would have yeah. been. Yeah, because well, that's a very that's. Like a wedding ring is it's very special. It's to me. very yeah. It's yeah. hugely. I mean, it's a. It's valuable, and yeah. but beyond that, it's symbolic. Yes, the sentimental value and, yeah, is to me. It's attached to that day. Yes, you yeah. Know, that that was a, a a day that I'll never forget. Special yeah. to me. And was her was there when she found out that you had lost it after not resizing it twice? Was there a hint of anger at no. all, or was she, no? no eh? she no, was she just was, uh, let's go find it. Yeah, yeah. She, she was. Uh, That's good. Yeah, she was terrific. Uh, had you uh, permanently lost it, would you have made one that looked exactly the same? Maybe? Well, my wife did say, knowing how upset I was, she did say on the you know on the way to retrace our steps, she said, "Sweetheart, we can get another one." And I said, "That's not the same thing. That's yeah. that's not the ring that you slipped on my finger and you know at the at the lodge on on March 12th. Yeah, it doesn't hold the same sentiment. No, value. it doesn't. And, and I'm. I'm a believer in, you know, I, you know, I look at pictures, for example, and I, I look in pictures and I, uh, you know, I think of the time and place and the people and that makes the picture special to me. You know, I often wish I could climb into a picture and go back there. You know what I mean? You, you, you have a, a picture of somebody who's, 
who's passed on or, you know, a place that was special to you and you, you look at, like, those things, I maybe I'm just a sentimental fool. So you know? you, you'd like to go back in time but not to change anything, just not to, to feel certain it, things Just to twice. relive that yeah, experience. Not to change yeah. anything. I, you know, like, sometimes mm -hmm. I, I look at a picture, you know, of, you know, us when I was, I don't know, I'll look at a picture of a particular Christmas or I'll look at a picture of a particular time and place in my life. And I, I close my eyes and I think, wouldn't it be cool to crawl into the picture and be back in that time, not change anything, and just, you know, take a quick look around. And, you know, if you, you were able to crawl back into 1975, you know, and... Hey, maybe with VR we might be able to. Maybe, you know, like... Go back to 1975 and pick up a copy of the Montreal Star and, you know, maybe listen to a, an Expos gamer. You know what I mean? Like, just just for a minute, visit that time and place where that picture was taken. That's the kind of uh, uh, a moron I am that I have these. Uh, no, you're <laughs> not a moron. I don't think you're a moron. I think it's a, a very legitimate thing. A lot of people think of that. There's even Black Mirror episodes that... Uh, you know, Black Mirror is like a show about uh, the near future, uh -huh. the te technologies that can be introduced. Yes. And the way it works is that people have contact lenses on top of their retinas, and the way it works is it records uh, every uh, oh, instance wow. you've ever lived. Wow. So then what happens is, is you can go back and replay those memories, and it's as if you're there again. You're just reliving the memory. Wow. I've thought that maybe the next life allows you to do those things. Okay. Only your... You're disembodied from the experience. You just go back and you, you can go anywhere you want in time and witness what is happening. You're not physically there or physically involved right. in it, but you're there in spirit and you can witness it. That, that, that also would be cool. Yeah. 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 And I, maybe if, you know what, if, if, the, if the next life, if there is a next life and it's what you would like it to be, yeah. I, and if that was on the, on the menu, right. I think I might take that. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've thought about that too. And, and I'm, you know, I was raised, a, um, I'm a lapsed Catholic. I was a, raised a Catholic kid. Um, and, and the next life is a, um, um, a belief that a lot of people have, I think, um, I think Buddhists believe that, don't they? Uh, Buddhists are reincarnation, I think. Aren't I think they? They're I all think about Buddhist. reincarnation. Yeah. Yeah. Buddhists and, and, and Hindus? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Hindus, not, I'm not up on my religion, and I shouldn't have tiptoed into that pool. But I've often thought about that. And then I think, I don't want to come back as a caterpillar. No, I don't want to be a dung beetle, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, but know, again, you, I you think... It, your pick. <laughs> yeah, I think that if, you know, I would think that if that if that's the way it goes, right. I would think that you come back according to how you behave. Okay. You you come back as what you earned okay. in the previous life. I think it's because I'm tired that I'm going to say this. Um, and I, I'm not... I shouldn't have said I'm, I'm tired because I'm, I'm not bored. Um, but it's, it's been a bit of a long day, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to let things slip. I often look at my cats and I think, now, this is an interesting life. Listen, that's, you're not letting any, I've thought the <laughs> same thing. I see that fat cat of mine asleep on the couch all and day think, and I think, fuck, I'm, I'm in. I think, where well, do I sign up for that? I, I they think don't to, pay taxes? Yeah. Yeah. I think to myself, that's what I think. I, we've got two cats, Casey and Finnegan, and I think they don't have to worry about any of the bills. Right? No. They don't have to pay taxes. And, you know, on the other hand, they don't have thumbs, so they can't open the fridge. They've they got to eat what I give them. Yeah, yeah, they're totally them, right? entirely dependent. They're, yeah, right. 
and they get treats when we decide they get treats. But other than that, they're they're in a house where they're spoiled, and you know, yeah. they they sleep most of the day. And I and I think to myself, I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder if they. Think, I don't think they're thinking a whole lot because no, they have a, tiny they, little pea sized right. brains. So they're yeah. not thinking. Hey, we lucked out. This yeah. is, these are <laughs> yeah, good no, no, digs. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, yeah. If I if if you guys could pick what you'd come back as, what would you come back as? Oh, uh, man, that's you know. Uh, you know, often uh, like that's uh, that's how this I got on this cat thing, and I thought, uh, I don't know, their cats are quick, and you can get away. You know, dogs. I thought, you know, what would you come back as a dog? And then I thought, you know, the dog is a bit of a crapshoot because, you know, I've known people who are not good dog owners, and we've all seen the stories. Yeah, you know, the horror stories. Well, same thing with cat owners, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, cats I just, are strong and independent. So. Yeah, and you know, um, you think about you know coming back as a I don't know. Does it have to be an animal? Yeah. No, like I, and I you know I'd like to come back as a mm. as a really good looking wealthy guy <laughs> <laughs> who's smart and funny and not an asshole. Can I do that? Sure, <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah, uh, you know what? If I could go back uh, in time, as we were talking about. I'd change a lot. You mean, in, and you're right? Yeah, you, yeah. You would. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't change a lot, no. but yeah, there are, there are some things I might reconsider. Yeah. But, I mean, that's 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 a difficult uh, ladder for you to climb because you, you've got four beautiful children. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and yeah. that, I can't. Can't think of a bigger blessing in life. Yeah, and I also, I've heard another good expression in the same place I heard the one about God and uh, the coincidence and anonymity. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Oh, okay. I like that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you can look back on your past. Yes. You can recognize what you've done wrong. Right. And you can learn from those mistakes and 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 try to be a better person because of those mistakes and that's why you wouldn't shut the door on it because you have to be open to all things is this getting way too philosophical i was, I was just about is it to, time for the tweet sheet i was just about to say terry and ted noted philosophers <laughs> will discuss <laughs> it the sounds afterlife. Like, it sounds like we both just ate a great big chunk of hash <laughs> The afterlife. I think they're high with Terry and Ted. <laughs> well, that, that's the. Um, I, I I think that's part and parcel of uh, what's always made uh, our dance work, whether on the radio or the podcast. Ted is very. We very easily will drive down the road together wherever yeah. it may yeah. take us. Yeah. Audio slideshows and talk of the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> this episode will do well. Yeah, and you're old enough to have been around during the slide projector. Oh, days. sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, here we are. This, oh, this was a funny one. This was the day it rained. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, take a moment to uh, thank and uh, welcome our new uh, sponsor, uh, UPS Stores Canada. Uh, UPS Stores Canada are a place that I've used a bunch of times. I was talking about, you know, me packing boxes and moving when we lost the ring. And at one point when we were getting ready uh, to leave and we thought everything had been packed, uh, my wife said to me, shit, look at these dishes. What are we going to do with these? 
And uh, Jess said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to take them to the UPS store, or you're going to take them to the UPS store, um, where people will uh, ask you where the stuff is going. They'll take care of the wrapping, the packaging, the boxes. They've got everything that you need to run a small business. If you run a small business from home and you're looking for shipping, you're looking for paper shredding, you're looking for photocopying, faxing, it's all one stop. One stop shop to look after uh, everything, whether you're a small business owner or like I've said before, you need to send, you know, a box of gifts for Christmas, that kind of thing. The UPS store does it all. The UPS store.ca. Yeah. Our you, thanks to David Drucker. You want to meditate now? Sure. Do you, yeah. have, uh, um, do you have a bong? <laughs> Not no. a bong. What are, what are they called? Gung. <laughs> a gong? A gong, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 hold on. I, I've, I've come across these. Uh, are you on TikTok much? Not much, no. Yeah, I, no. I've watched, I watched. Well, it's pretty, there's some pretty funny stuff on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, I watch TikTok for the stupid stuff and the falling down and everything else. But for some reason, uh, last night, I was getting a lot of uh, this kind of stuff. Did you find yeah. For the meditation. Yeah, yeah. You know, this little boom, <laughs> that kind of thing. People actually go to TikTok for meditation? I guess they do. Uh, That'd be about the last place I'd go for meditation, yeah. isn't it? All goofy videos. Well, it's all go- it's everything. I mean, it's everything you could possibly okay. think of. It's it's people with, you know, uh, cooking lessons, uh, cooking hacks. You know, kids on skateboards, people plowing into trees, drunks falling down. Yeah, there's uh, like I would po- say an infinite amount of subsections you can land yeah. on in TikTok. And boy, can you fall down a TikTok hole in a big hurry? I yep. mean, my uh, you know my it's I, my wife doesn't like me watching it, you know, forever. But like uh, this week, I'm in a hotel room by myself, killing time, and you can your eyes can get pretty wide and white just. Going from one one video to another. You know, it's the Chinese, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. TikTok, they're, yeah, yeah. they're using that to keep an eye on you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, anybody who has an iPhone knows they've been following you for years. <laughs> yep. Yep. What do you think? Tweet sheet? Tweet yep. sheet. We, right. uh, this, we should explain it's a new feature in season two. Well, the tweet sheet, I think we did a couple at the end of season one. It's something I do on my radio show where I pick three uh, three tweets every day that I think are funny, and I read them on the air. And uh, we've come across a few, or I've come across a few over time uh, that I couldn't use on the air because uh, the language was salty. So I thought maybe we could use them here. Mm -hmm. And we were so engrossed by Tommy Schnurmacher on episode four that we've got a double tweet sheet here in episode five because we didn't get to the tweet sheet in episode four. So let's see see what we've got here, shall we? Okay. Who are those two handsome bastards? (laughs) George Wallace. You know George Wallace, the comedian? He is a riot. Just saying, groundhogs are going to have to pick a side when the shit goes down between the ground and hogs. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Vegas guy. Eh? Yeah, he lives he's there been in Vegas for yeah. years and, and, and sells out every show he does. I'll bet he yeah. does. Jesus, who wants some gluten-free wine and bread? Judas, this is the best gluten-free bread I ever had. Jesus, only the wine is gluten-free, LOL. Judas, shitting his robe, you'll pay for this. <laughs> we might go to hell for that one. Yeah. That was from at Frazzle My Gimp. Fra- <laughs> Frazzle My Gimp. <laughs> That's the name of the account. Just a moment, gentlemen. Another one on the way. Another one can- incoming. From at the Andrew Nadeau, girlfriend, tell me your wildest fantasy. Me, Grimace, 
Girlfriend from McDonald's? Me. No grimace from Hoboken. <laughs> yes, from McDonald's, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Grimace from Hoboken. Hoboken. <laughs> that's funny. For, for Frank Sinatra was born. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Just hang out with let Grimace me, back me in the day. The other ones. Okay. All right, for, sir. For yeah. more, senor. And again, Th- if, this one's very good. I really like this. Yeah. One. Okay. Here we go. From at Abby Evans XO, got fired as a henchman for suggesting we all attack the hero at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> It they don't do minute. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It took a second to click. Yeah, in yeah. a James Bond movie, they yeah. all attack him one at a time. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. dummies. <laughs> Gang up on him. <laughs> From at the wife you love, rinse the fucking peanut butter off the motherfucking knife before you put it in the motherfucking dishwasher, motherfuckers. I can attest to that. Yes. From yeah, Married yeah. Life with Children. Yes. Yeah? And the other one yes. is... Turn your fucking socks right side fucking out before you put them in the fucking laundry hamper. And that goes for the rest of your fucking clothes as well. Uh, I have a question because uh, yes, I don't own a dishwasher. Okay, You don't own a dishwasher? Nor do I, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, why? Why is uh, rinsing the because peanut butter the off so because the dishwasher is not powerful enough to get the peanut butter off the oh. knives. You got to rinse them, and it goes. You got to rinse all your dishes before you put well, them in the dishwasher. You should. I I agree. You should, but I I have learned later on in life that dishwashers, like cars, get better as you move up in models. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Here's one from at Leon. Socrates. This one's amazing. I am wiser than this man. He fancies he knows something, although he knows nothing. Daryl, Socrates' friend. <laughs> Fuck him up, Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was like an ancient Greek rap battle, eh? <laughs> Socrates versus you know, Plato. I cannot look at Socrates on a page or written on a screen without thinking of Socrates. From Bill and Ted's Excellent Absolutely. Adventure. Every yeah. single time. Did you I ever, that it. movie's before your time, Poseidon. Did you ever see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I haven't, no. I think, okay. I think, I yeah, think Poseidon I, would like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's up his alley. As well, uh, yeah. You'd like it. Isn't it the the with uh, Keanu Reeves yep. and the, yeah. that other fellow? I don't yeah. remember the other actor's name. Yeah, he never went does. on. Yeah, well, he didn't go on no. to be big like Keanu Reeves. No. Yeah, they called Socrates Socrates, and they called <laughs> Beethoven Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's re- you know what? It's it's about two guys who don't know anything about history, and it's really. Um, it's a funny concept. That From it, what I understand, I they're trying to well. start like their own rock band or something. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's they end up. Sub-line. They end up. I I forget how it happens, but they end up bringing these guys from from history to the modern day. Yes. So Socrates comes into modern day. I think the movie was made in the early nineties right. or maybe around nineteen ninety. Right. And my, I think my favorite scene was when they had uh, they brought back Beethoven, and they took him to the mall and they went into a music store. And Beethoven is sitting at a piano, and he's kind of tickling the ivories a little bit. And I forget if it's Bill or Ted says to him, uh, "Oh, cool, dude, you play." <laughs> and Beethoven turns around and just gives him a fucking look. Doesn't say anything. Just gives him a look, like I'm Beethoven, fucking idiot. You know that movie is kind of the premise of what I was talking about earlier, which is going back into pictures. You know what I mean? Like, yep. It's kind of like that, what I was alluding to earlier. There, you know, there's a whole movie made about. 
you know, the fantasy of time travel. Well, you see, there's is. Beethoven and Socrates, and the boys were coming back from. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. From the but past. Though, uh, Ted, Bill and Ted were going back and then bringing them. And getting them, them right, yeah, and then right. bringing them back, yeah. yeah. George Carlin was their conduit. That's true. As I recall. Yeah, that's He was true. the magic man who made it all happen. I don't know if you've done this, but I, I did this, I don't know, 20-some-odd years ago. I remember when I... You know, when I was in my teens and early 20s, I wanted nothing to do with black and white films. I just thought anything in black and white wasn't interesting. And then, you know, when your brain starts to develop, you realize black and white movies have stories like all movies. Mm -hmm. And you start to go back and watch movies that stand up to this day. I'm still a, you know, a Turner Classic Movies fan. And I think... There's a lot of movies over the through the 80s and 90s that I think stand the test of time and and would be good for people who don't or haven't watched them to go check them out like Poseidon and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think I think there are a lot of movies he probably hasn't yeah, seen. Yeah, well there are a lot, I think there are a lot of 80s and 90s comedies that would be right in Poseidon's wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. It's weird, eh, that it sort of comes back yeah, like that. Yeah. What are some of the old black and white ones that you like? Well, I, you know, I for example, uh, I, I never, I never had any desire to watch the Maltese Falcon. The Maltese Falcon is it's a brilliant. It's black and white. It's Humphrey yeah. Bogart. It's a, cl- a brilliant, brilliant classic. Um, I hadn't, I didn't watch Casablanca until I was in my forties. Yeah, I, mean, I saw Casablanca. I think when I was about thirty something. Yeah. yeah. And there are all kinds, you know, The Grapes of Wrath with Henry Fonda and, uh, you know, all of the movies from that era, some of them are considered cinematic classics. Yeah. Do you find the... uh, Excuse me. uh, Is the acting different or is acting acting? Um, There was a different style. There's a whole lot of this. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, sweetheart. There was a lot of overacting in those Okay, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's a film... A film from nineteen, I think it's nineteen thirty-eight or thirty-nine, with, and I'm going to forget now. Clark Gable, uh, and um, it's considered to be one of the first um, uh, buddy comedies. Um, in in term, like a, a man and a woman doing this, you know, sort of trip on a bus. I, I, I think it's called "It Happened One Night." Will you look that up for me, Poseidon? It happened one night with with Clark Gable. 1938, I wow. think it was 38. And I stumbled across it one night, and I thought, this thing's funny as hell. Really, yeah, eh? Yeah, and really entertaining. And if you can get past the, you know, the fact it was black and white, and it was 1938, it was you know, the dialogue, the acting, all of it was absolutely terrific. Cary Grant, My Girl Friday. Um, the, these are not movies. I wasn't born back then, but these were movies I discovered later on in life. Is that? Did Sorry. I get, uh, yeah. yeah, 1934 it happened one night. 1934. Yeah, 34. Holy shit! Yeah, and you know, so like, there's there's a little bit, a little bit of that. Hey, sister, you come with me. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that. You know, my wife and I were were talking about. Uh, you know, you watch some of those things, or if you watch Mad Men, um, you know, there's some things that are never going to come back, like Toots. Yeah, yeah. Hey, toots. Yeah. Listen here, toots. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't <laughs> you know, fly that, these days. But, but uh, there's a lot. Uh, if you love movies, I highly recommend you go back, go back, no matter what your age, go back 25 or 30 years and have a have a look around and see what was 
what was you know a hot movie and and have a look. I think you you probably enjoy it. Have you gentlemen tried watching uh, Steven Seagal movies? Never have. Yeah, no. I tr- I tried once. I think I saw one one where he was on a navy ship. You, you but yeah, under just, siege. Under siege. Under I think, siege. I think yeah, I went to the theater to see. Yeah, that. that's that's uh yeah that's the one that uh, my father had hidden porn on. Uh, <laughs> <under VHS>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, why are you a fan, uh, Poseidon? Of Steven Seagal? Absolutely not. But uh, I'm just saying, it's a good thing you guys don't never really watched. Yeah, or you no. won't watch because you're doing um, your brain cells a favor. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, he, he dodged a bullet in one movie. Like somebody, literally, somebody put a gun to his temple. Oh my god! Pulled the trigger. And he moved out of the way and dodged a bullet. Wow. I got so upset. I was I was very <laughs> physically upset. It was two in the morning in my apartment. And now he's still here. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to fight someone at two in the morning. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're, uh, are you, a, uh, uh, have you seen super sad movies in the theater where you've tried to have to pretend you're not crying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 The last one of those I saw was actually the last time I was in a theater, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, which goes to show you how long it's been since I've been in a theater, COVID. Uh, Green Book? Green was Book. The, was that the name of the movie with Vito, so. Vito yeah. Morgantinson? Uh, yeah, Vito Morgantinson. Yeah. yeah. Bill Remfren. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that yeah. had some, uh, that had a few, uh, yeah. not Mo- pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moments. Well, you know what? Even I cried at Private Ryan. You Sa- know, Saving Private Ryan at the end where the, he turns to his wife and he says, tell me I've yeah. been a good man. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, actually that movie came to mind while you were talking about old movies standing the test of time. Yes, action movies and old war movies. The action scenes do not no, stand the test don't. of time. No, they really don't. Like they the don't. Dam Busters. Yeah, the Dam Busters. It's based on a true story. One of the great heroic missions, uh, British Air Force, uh, Royal Air Force missions of World War Two. But when you watch the and and the part of the movie that's dialogue dependent is yeah. good, yeah. but the action scenes. Yeah. Are, toy boat. Yeah. Toy boat. <laughs> toy boat. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, that Peter Jackson was remaking the Dam Busters, really, and it I, never happened. I was just about to say that would be an excellent movie with today's uh, with uh, the CGI technology? and stuff today. It yeah. would be absolutely. But you know what? Fucking stunk like <laughs> like fucking dog shit. Uh-huh. Despite CGI technology, what uh, Red Tails? Red Tails. Red Tails was uh, a movie about the. Oh, I can't remember the name. The uh, the name or the number, the Tuskegee Airmen. Yes. Who were uh, a group of black, oh, yes. black fighter pilots yes. in World War II. You told me to watch it, and I, yes. I know. I'm a, I would have told you not to watch well, it. Well, I, I think you told me about it, and on a rainy day, I watched it, and the, the it, it's, you know, toy plane, toy plane. It wasn't so much toy plane. It was that it George Lucas did the movie, yeah, it was, and he turned it into... Star Wars. Yeah. That German yeah. fighter ace was Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. To like like right down to the to the the tone of his voice yeah. and everything. And it was I thought Tacky. Well, yeah, the CGI effects were over the top and I thought how fucking dare you take such a fantastic uplifting story yeah. uh that that involved guys who were not only heroes on the war front, but we're heroes in 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 
in evolution, in, in cultural evolution, because they were black guys in the 1940s flying cover for bombers full of white guys. And there were a couple of scenes, and this happened, you know, this would have happened in real life where, you know, these, these white guys suddenly realized that the color of your skin doesn't matter, man. These guys were flying cover for us and saved our lives. Do I have my history right? Dam busters was in Norway. They were trying to get... Was it, no, it was in Germany. was in Germany? Yeah, they were bombing dams, dams in, Germany. in Germany. And they were using okay. these yeah. skipping, yeah. skipping bombs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the British. Yeah. <laughs> steady, skipper. Steady, steady. Bomb's gone. <laughs> yeah, those, those guys were... Uh, they were, you know, if you know anything about aviation, they were real heroes because they had to fly really, really low and then get a very heavy airplane to get back up in the sky before and you hit the dam. it seems to me, yeah, it will hit the dam or hit the hill on the other yeah. side of the yeah. dam yeah. in at least one instance. You knew a guy who was uh, uh, Robin Burns' father-in-law. Yes. Was a tail yeah. gunner, yeah. was he not, yes, in the Royal was. Canadian Air yeah. Force? Yeah, his name's Fritzy, was that Fritzy, his name? that was yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And he used to, he, you know, a lot of, we've talked about this before, a lot of men from that era and time didn't like to talk about it. Fritzy did. He would tell you a story. Yeah, I knew guys who would tell you a story, too. Yeah. And a lot, some, I think some, some of them didn't like to talk about it because uh, of trauma, and others were just too humble. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I want to talk more about crying in a moment, but first <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I want to say, uh, thanks to our friends at Matla Bonheur, Matla Bonheur. They still make fun of me because, you know, I'm the English guy reading the Matla Bonheur. I think you do a pretty um, good job. I do it. my best. Yeah. Um, uh, Norm and his family have been, um, making a better night's sleep for so many, not just Montrealers and Quebecers, but. There's a lot of people that now shop online at matlabonner.ca. Um, but I always like to tell you to go into the store and get the shopping experience because too much of the shopping experience today is self-checkout, people who don't look you in the eye. You can't find anybody to help you. And when you go, this is what I, I experienced when I very first... You experienced it yesterday when I dropped you off at Walmart to run in and get a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, that's right. Not not no, one not live one. Yeah. checkout clerk. Not a one. No. And All self-checkout. Yeah, and uh, uh, the last-minute Valentine's Day sorry oh, assholes... Lined up from hither to yon. Anyway, what I loved about Matla Bonheur from the, the first time I went into the store was I was greeted with a, a nice warm greeting and a smile. And uh, I was asked a couple of questions about what I was looking for and what I could be helped with. And, and uh, was I looking for pillows or linens or, you know, anything that had to do with a good night's sleep. And uh, they asked me a couple of questions and pointed me in the direction and then did something that I absolutely love. They left me alone and follow me around and pressure me. They said, we're here to answer any questions. It's a really, really nice experience. And there are a lot of times where you need a new mattress. You know, the kids are getting bigger. They've got to come out of their bunk beds. You've got to move. Uh, you know, you, you're turning the kids who've gone to college, you're turning that room into a new guest room, you need a new mattress, or you've just been on a mattress for way too long. 18 locations in and around the greater Montreal area, matlabonheur.ca. So we were talking about crying the other day. Are we going to do this crying game on oh, this yeah, episode? Oh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we were, t Ted and I were talking about um, becoming a little bit more emotional as, uh, you know, with the passage of time, it just seems to be a thing where you, you know, you, you, you ask your parents about it, if you're lucky enough to still have your parents, um, you know, or any, anybody who's, 
eh, you know, over... I don't know if it's a physiological yeah, thing or if it's just it a thing, a, yeah. a sentimentality thing. Yeah. Uh, you've always been a little bit that I, way. I have been. I, and I used to be like, yeah. Jesus Christ, get yeah. a hold of yourself yeah. for Christ's sake. And now I'm worse than you. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but there were things on the Probably air. the Italian in you. <clears throat> Probably. There were yeah. things on the air over the years where Ted would say to me, Jesus Christ, what's the matter with you? Stop your blubbering. <laughs> Stop your blubbering, <laughs> yeah. And now uh, Ted has joined the club. Oh, boy, have <laughs> and, I ever. So we were talking about a couple of things and and we thought now this is going to be another thing if you're listening driving in your car to the podcast this this will be a little that's odd. true yeah um but if you you are watching on youtube and i know a lot of people do um you can watch along with the video and uh what what are we going to do we're going to play videos well, yeah we got a, okay. we got a couple i picked out one and right. you picked out one okay. which one have you got first beside i think i, I gotta put one. headphones on this first, one hey uh, yeah, because we're gonna have yeah. to hear audio, right? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this. Let me set it up, Poseidon. Okay. This is a little boy yeah. and his newborn baby sister, and it looks to me like the, I don't know if they're. It looks like they're home, maybe in her in mm -hmm. her bedroom, and so the parents have now introduced this little baby yeah. girl to her brother, who looks like he's what, maybe two? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I I have I have seen this, and it it did it, it, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm All right. playing it. Oh yeah, let her go. Here we go. You can talk to her. She can't talk back, but she knows what you're oh, saying. Oh God. You can say whatever you want to her. Okay. Oh, God. He just hugs her and starts to cry. Well, he's he's overwhelmed. He's, yeah. He's yeah. overcome by emotion yeah. at, uh, I don't know, two years old? Yeah, he's he's he's, no, he's, he's, he's not any more than three, this, I would say, two. This, this reminded me, and I don't know if it's a look or it's the age thing, but it reminded me of what could have happened between Sam and Charlie. Me too, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember we have a picture at home yeah. of Sam, because Sam is two years older than Charlie, uh, almost exactly two years old, yeah. within, within three weeks. And Sam is sitting there looking at Charlie, and Sam's got his little short pants on. Yeah. Charlie was born in late June, so he's wearing his little short summer pants and his little his little two-year-old guy's <laughs> shoes, and he's just sitting there, yeah. And, yeah. and he's looking at his little brother. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just the sweetest thing. Um, and and uh, I brought a clip. <laughs> um, Is that the one uh, you told me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on, the, uh, on the YouTube there. I posted this thing the other day and, and people had needed to be, they, they were reminded of it. They remember it. For, it's a Canadian tire commercial from the 1990s. And this is a very famous... I didn't realize how famous this commercial was. It won all kinds of awards. It's produced and written in Canada. And there are, there are a bunch of things about it, um, in, including nostalgia. Um, and the, the, the guy who's reading the commercial, the read, you know, they call it the read in, in the commercial game. The read that he gives is just so powerful combined with the pictures. And again, if you're listening in the car and you've downloaded the podcast and you don't have the screen, I'm sorry about that. But you can look up on YouTube, type in Canadian Tire Bike Commercial, 
And I was surprised. This, this, I've seen this thing a hundred times. My wife razzes me about this. Jess razzes me about this particular commercial because for some reason, every single time I see it, it packs me in. So here, have a look at this. Sure, a lot of folks can tell you the same story. You just don't forget a thing like that. I can still tell you the page number in that Canadian tire catalog. That bike went everywhere with me. But I knew Dad had more important things to think about. I slept, ate, lived, and breathed that bike. But I just couldn't ask him for it. Hey, boy, I got a couple new tires you can help me unload. Boy, what I give to have seen my face that day. Every time. <laughs> Every time it packs me in that. And I think part of it is the, the, the guy's read is... You'd, well, his voice cracks. Yeah, you just don't yeah. forget a thing like that. <laughs> Do you know who the actor is? I assume it's I, an actor who does I, the read. You know what? I've tried. It's not a radio guy. No, it isn't. No <laughs> hey, I'll never forget the time he rode that bike. <laughs> I know what I wouldn't have given to see the look on my face, everybody. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Uh, that's not the read we're looking for, Don. Sweep on next. <laughs> Thank you. Now, this guy, I've looked it up. I've tried to find it everywhere. If anybody knows, uh, drop me an email somewhere on our Facebook page. I've looked everywhere to find out, number one, who the guy is who read that. You just never forget a thing like that. And uh, and the kid. The kid is from Central Casting. Yeah. And the director must have said to him, now... The, your pa is going to lift the bike out of the pickup truck, and I want you to look surprised. And the kid's look is, like, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I did it again, too. I teared up again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wipe those tears. Yeah. For Christ's sake, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's blubbering, Poseidon. All right, well, I won, I won that round because I only cried at the first one. You just never forget a thing like that. Everybody. <laughs> Ted and I are always making fun. They're so, uh, you know, not that we were God's gift to broadcasting, no. but we were never those guys. They, you know, there's there's a lot of people who, let's just say, are inauthentic, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and like to do this when they're on the radio. Oh, they like to talk like it, right. they become a parody of, of yeah. what you imagine a radio. So they sound cooler than you do. Do you know who imitated them better than <laughs> anybody was the late, great Andre Mazenov. Yeah? Andre was so good at taking the piss out of guys like that really? who, were, who were, you know... Like over the top radio announcers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where I get the everybody from. <laughs> That's what Andre used to do. Afternoon, everybody. Yeah. And they would they would wear headphones and turn the headphones up as loud oh, as they go. Christ. So they could hear themselves talk. Yeah. yeah. Um we, I believe they call that affected. Yeah. yeah. Affected. 
Um, let's um, let's say thank you to the Mersons. Thanks to the Mersons. You know, they're not just about tires, Ter. Although, you know, if you need summer tires or winter tires, you can go down to Merson on St. Jock near Cavendish. Everybody! <laughs> Ted and I have been talking about them for years because a uh, long time ago, long time ago, and I mean, this goes back 30-plus years, um, I had... Uh, an older car, and it had gotten, I had gotten taken uh, by a disreputable person who charged me, you know, so much more to do something that didn't need doing. Was that the Saab? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a Saab was, a, you know, I loved my Saab, um, or as uh, Ted used to call it, the Saab. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was a difficult car to fix. And it's a, you know, the Saab, you don't see them around anymore. It's a unique car was a Swedish car. The jet fighter people built it. Anyway, yep. I'm off uh, topic. Um, uh, somebody said, well, you shouldn't have done that. You should have taken your car to the Mersons. And I said, who? And uh, they led me there. And that's when I met Mark and Bonnie. And uh, they said, oh, boy, you shouldn't. You didn't really need to replace that. You know, just next time, bring it to us. And uh, they looked at it for at, they looked at it for me for no charge. They said, you know, you've already, you've already been pinched. We don't want to do that. Anyway, um, I found out that that's what they do. Uh, you bring it in for an inspection, and they say, you know, you say, can you look at my brakes? And they come out and they say, there's nothing wrong with your brakes. You don't need new brakes. We'll look at them again in the fall. Uh, great deals on tires. You know, you you can trust them. You and, and a good mechanic is is really really hard to find, and a good honest reputable mechanic is hard to find. That's why they've been where they've been for as long as they've been. Uh, this family run business, where as Mark used to say, you can uh, you can find the owner at the counter. And they're industry current. Uh, if you have an electric vehicle, their yep. mechanics are fully equipped and trained in servicing electric vehicles as well as internal combustion engine vehicles. Uh, even if you drive Fred Flintstone's car, <laughs> yep. uh, they can uh, they Get can fix seat. that up for you. And yeah, they got a podiatrist. <laughs> That would have been funny yeah. if I delivered it right. <laughs> Cut. Can we do that again? They've got a podiatrist in the shop. No, they don't. Uh, that was supposed to be funny. The yeah. Mersons will look after you uh, no matter what you're doing. And uh, as we get into the spring season, remember, that's where you want to go to have your tires taken off or stored and your spring tune-up from the Mersons. And if you need new tires, uh, the sooner you go, the better, because uh, yep. they're, they're starting to get, uh, they're starting to think about summer tires yep. already. The optimists have yep. already called. Yep. Mersonauto.com. This, uh, this wasn't a, you know, we didn't have a guest, but I, I think we... Uh, well, after we get past the slideshow yeah. and uh, the whole is their life after death thing, anybody who stuck around after that, yep. <laughs> I think probably got yeah. a couple of laughs. If you're still with us, God love yeah, you. Yeah, really, God we appreciate it. You. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. How, did, uh, how did we do, uh, Poseidon? Did we manage to cobble one together, didn't we? Of course, yeah. No, it was great. I had fun. I had a good time. I'm starting to think he's paid off because he never says anything bad. He always says we're great. He's a good joke. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, we've had many producers over the years. Yes, we have. And Poseidon ranks right up there. It's yes, good to have that's him. That's right. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. It means Poseidon. a lot to me. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, uh, do we have a guest in the episode? I'm sure we must, but I think I thought it was you who was keeping track of that. Yeah, me too. Yes, we do. We have, we have a guest tomorrow, but unfortunately our guest tomorrow, well, not unfortunately. And of course by tomorrow we mean next week. Right. (laughs) It could be our next episode is what I mean to say. We will have company via the magic of Skype. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>《Standing By》The Terry and Ted Podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval, where the luxury is unmistakably British, but nobody wears a top hat or a monocle. <laughs>